Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. IRS reminds taxpayers who file an extension that the October 15th due date approaches. File and pay electronically. Request direct deposit for refunds. IR 2020-213 September 16, 2020, Washington. The Internal Revenue Service today reminds taxpayers who filed an extension that the October 15th due date to file the 2019 tax return is approaching. So remember, with the 2019 tax returns, they're normally due on April 15th, but there was an extension to July. So July 15th, but that was the normal filing deadline. And now you could file an extension like you normally could at the April 15th but you could now file it in July 15th when you know the normal tax filing time was now extended to but then the extension deadline then still falls as it normally does on October 15th and therefore once we go past this point we should be back basically into the normal kind of process so like normal like usual if you filed an extension you may have filed the extension a little bit later than you normally would have but you still have the extension due at October 15th as it typically will be and of course that date is approaching. So taxpayers should complete their tax return and file on or before October 15th deadline. So they want you to file you know before the deadline. So convenient electronic filing options. There's a link to those convenient filing electronic options here including IRS free file. There's a link to the free file are still available. So if you qualify for the free file software then you, typically you have to be under a certain threshold in terms of your, your income to qualify for the free software that you can take a look at and you can possibly file your return uh, online. Now remember, once you do that, you want to make sure wh whatever system you're using to prepare the, the tax return, you want to consider what your state needs are as well, what state returns you may have if you have income tax for the state that you are in and taking a look at the software that you are using to see if you can pick up both the Fed and the state as you file uh, the tax return but that is one option that you can have as your return return gets more complex then you might want to move from from the free file software to the uh maybe using some kind of other software proprietary software like TurboTax or h&r block or something like that and then if you get above a certain level of complexity then you probably want to get you talk to a tax professional to get help with the preparation of the tax return, of course. So back to the text, taxpayers and tax professionals should continue to use electronic options to support social distancing and speed the processing of tax returns, refunds, and payments. So the IRS is really pu pushing uh, the use of the electronic kind of process to electronically file many options to do that. The free file is available to do that as well as many of the proprietary softwares, as well as the softwares that will be used by tax professionals. So the IRS is, is, has been pushing towards that for a long time. And this has just heightened the push towards uh, trying to get people onto doing this whole thing online, doing this whole thing electronically. Although October 15th is the last day for most people to file, some taxpayers ha may have more time. They include members of the military and others serving in combat zones. So if you're, if you're a member of the military, you're serving in a combat zone, then the IRS is gracious enough to extend <laughs> possibly the deadline for, for that purpose. So then you might have an extended deadline at uh, for that reason so they typically have 180 days after they they leave the combat zone to file returns and pay the taxes due taxpayers in federally declared disasters area who already had valid extensions for details see disaster relief page on irs.gov so if you're in a disaster area then uh, and it's the designated disaster area and you can see the disaster relief here there's a link to that 
then you may have more time as well. But note, the IRS is basically saying that you only get more time if you file the extension timely because the extension was presumably before the disaster problem. So if you filed the extension and then and then you're in the disaster area, then you might have, you know, extended time period. Okay, taxpayers who did not request an extension and have yet to file the 2019 tax return can generally avoid additional penalties and interest by filing the return as soon as possible and paying any taxes owed. So the 2019 tax return, remember, uh, there's two things that we're thinking about here. One, the penalties and interest related to filing on time. Two, the penalties and interest related to the payments on time so if you filed an extension that could uh, reduce the penalties and interest related to the filing of the return and then you could file by october 15th in order to to re to avoid any penalties and interest hopefully related to filing on time but the payments then would still be due because the irs wants their payments you know usually typically in 2019 taxes they would want the payments in uh in 2019 but in any case, you could have penalties and interest related to the, to the late payments. The extension itself does not extend the time period in which the IRS wants to get the money. It only extends the time in which you have to file typically. So keep those two things separate in the mind. Choose direct deposit for refunds. The safest and fastest way for taxpayers to get their refund is to have it electronically deposited into their bank or other financial account. Taxpayers can use direct deposit. There's a link to that here to deposit their refund into one, two, or even three accounts. Direct deposit is much faster than waiting for a paper check to arrive in the mail. So obviously, again, the IRS is pushing towards this direct deposit, so they want you to file electronically instead of sending in a paper return, and they would like you to then give them banking information or some type of information to directly deposit the refund into your account as opposed to cutting a check on their side and sending it to you in the mail. That will typically be a good thing if you're getting a refund because obviously you want to get the money faster typically in that case. So as long as it's a secure process to do so, to give them that information electronically, and it typically is given the software uh, capabilities these days, that's, I mean, we're kind of relied on that at this point. So then that would be a good thing to do. Now, if you owe them money, then, then, you know, they probably want that electronically too, because they want to get it as fast as possible and do this whole electronic thing. But that you may not be as concerned in that case because as long as you, you know, if it takes them a little while to, <laughs> to cash your check, when you give them a check, then that might not be as big a concern. So in any case, after filing, uh, use Where's My Refund. So there's a link to Where's My Refund tool on the irs.gov or download the IRS2Go mobile app to track the status of a refund. So once you file the return, then of course you want to say, well, where's my refund? And you can check the, the Where's My Refund little link here. And then, uh, and you can see two things. One, did they get the return? Has it been processed? So that's good because that will avoid any penalties and then track the refund that uh, you will be getting from them. Where is that refund? How long is it going to take? So schedule federal tax payment electronically. Taxpayers who file an extension can file now and schedule their federal tax payment up uh, to October 15th due date. They can pay online, by phone, or with their mobile device and the IRS2Go app. When paying federal taxes electronically, taxpayers should remember, so we have different kind of payment options when you, when you owe money, so now you're paying the IRS instead of getting a refund. We have the electronic payment options, there's a link to that here, are the, are the optimal way, the electronic payment option, that's what they want to get paid as, right? They want to get paid an electronic payment option. Uh, again, it might not be as beneficial to you when you're paying them, 
because you might be very okay with writing them a check and having it lag in the mail and then them having to process it or whatever, right? But in any case, they want to get electronic payment options are the optimal way to make a tax payment. They can pay when they file electronically using tax software online. If using a tax preparer, tax preparers should ask a preparer to make the tax payment through an electronic funds withdrawal from the bank. So whether you're using proprietary software like a H&R Block software or a TurboTax or whether you're working with a tax professional who will be using some form of software, you, sh you should be able to, you know, once again, give them the banking information or whatever if you need to make a payment and they should be able to make the payment automatically with the use of the software. IRS Direct Pay, so this is another option, allows taxpayers to pay online directly from a checking or savings account for free and to schedule payments up to 365 days in advance. So if you need to schedule payments like quarterly payments or something like that, you can basically, and, and you're not going to do it through the software, then you can basically go to the IRS website and then again give them your, once again, link it to the bank or whatever, and allow them to uh, to schedule the payments for you and take them out at the particular dates that are that are due, uh, and that could be a nice option as well. So taxpayers can choose to pay with a credit card, debit card, or digital wallet option through a payment processor. No fees to the IRS. Now, if you use a digital wallet or a debit card or a credit card, you typically will have a fee, I, I believe, but it won't be because of the IRS. So because in other words, the IRS is going to be working with a third party in order to help the processing of this type of payment. Whereas so you in that third party might charge a fee. So you might have a small fee to process this transaction as opposed to the fee that you would not have if you were to take the, the money directly out of the bank, uh, which is the prior the prior options. So this one could again have a small fee, but it's not the, the IRS is saying it's not our fault. We're not the one charging you the fee. That's our third party that may charge the fee in that case. The IRS to go app provides the mobile friendly payment option, including direct pay and payment provider payment on the mobile devices. So you can be super, you know, up to date and, and pay, you know, with your phone, which is nice. So taxpayers may also enroll in the electronic federal payment system and have a choice of paying online or by phone using the EFTPS voice response system. Taxpayers can go to irs.gov forward slash account. There's a link to that here to secure access information about their federal tax account. They can view the amount they owe, access their tax records online, review their payment history, and view key tax return information for the most recent tax return as originally filed. Economic impact payments, non-filers can still get one, uh, must act by October 15th. So if you haven't got your, your economic impact payments, your EIP, then it's possible that uh, you, you can still get one, but you got to act by October 15th, they're saying. So though most Americans, more than 160 million in all, have already received their economic impact payments, the IRS reminds anyone with little or no income who is not required to file a tax return that they may be eligible to receive an economic impact payment. So they're still reaching out to those people, and this should be a, a, you know, smaller, a small group of people because most of the people the IRS is going to try to send out this payment elect automatically, remember, so they're looking at the 2019 tax return or the 2018 tax return to try to get the information they need to send out this payment, even though the, the credit is really tied to the 2020 return, which isn't going to be filed until 2021. If they don't have that tax information, then they, then they move to other kind of federal payments that could be given to uh, the, the taxpayers or 
the citizens and that would be things like social security benefits and whatnot and if those if they can if they couldn't get the information with those things because they don't have it then then that's the people they're trying to reach out to at this point in time that may still be eligible for the economic impact payment but the iris doesn't just doesn't know enough to process it so and if that's the case then then you may still want to be giving them their your information and see if you can get the economic impact payment so el eligible in both english and spanish the non-filer tool on irs.gov is designed for people with incomes typically below twenty-four thousand four hundred or married couples of twelve thousand two hundred uh, for singles so in other words if you're below twenty four thousand four hundred for married twelve thousand two hundred for single you may not be required to file a tax return and this is basically taxable income right so if you're below these items you may not be required to file a tax return and so therefore you may not have gotten a a economic impact payment you know and again you still might have gotten one because you might have you might be getting like social security or something the IRS still knew about you so then you'd still be good but if you're under these items you didn't file you may not file a federal tax return and therefore the IRS may not have processed the economic impact payment if you don't if you don't have some other form of income from the IRS from you know the government uh so so that's who they're basically reaching out to at this point in time now if you just if you earn over twenty four thousand four hundred if married and over twelve thousand two hundred if single and you didn't file a tax return well then the irs is going to say that you don't want to use this non-filer tool you want to file the tax return because you're required to do so and if you use this tool you're going to confuse the irs right so you want to actually file the return so this includes couples and individuals who are experiencing homelessness. People must enter their information by October 15th to get a payment this year. So you got to file by October 15th. If you don't do that, then the IRS will not give you the payment this year, but you can still get it because you can, you can file the tax return for 2020, but you're not going to be able to do that until April 15th of 2021. Or, you know, that's the due date of the tax return typically, unless they change it as of this point in time. And, and you'll have to file a tax return, which will be more cumbersome than simply doing this non-filer tool thing, which should be easier because you don't need any income information to do the non-filer tool thing. So people who qualify for a payment, even if they don't work or have no earned income, uh, but a low or uh, and moderate income worker and working families eligible to receive special tax benefits, such as the earned income tax credit or child tax credit, cannot use this tool. They will need to file a regular return as soon as possible. The IRS will use the, the their tax return information to determine and issue any economic impact payment for which they are eligible. So in other words, if you're under 24400 married, or 12,200, you may not be required to file a return. However, you may still want to file a return because even if you're not required to file the return, you might have W-2 income where they had withholdings and, and you, you should get a refund on that. And now you might say, well, the withholdings were only like $24. So why would I, I don't really, you know, I'm not going to file for $24 or whatever, but you might still qualify for these refundable credits, which is called an earned income credit. So you actually get money past your withholding amount and the child tax credit if that applies so those could be significant even if you're under the the threshold so it might well be worth filing uh even if you're under the, the threshold to actually be required to do so so irs.gov assistance taxpayers may find answers to many of their questions using the interactive tax assistant there's a link to that here a tax law resource that works uh, using a series of questions and responses irs.gov has answers to frequently asked questions there's a link to that here irs website has tax information in spanish chinese korean russian vietnamese uh Hayton and uh, and more so well that's 
that's all they have listed here. So I won't say and more, maybe more. So go to the irs.gov forward slash payment. There's a link to that here for uh, electronic payment options. And there'll be a link to this in the description.